baseball fans. What is going on? Welcome to Around the CPL, the official podcast of the Coastal Plain League. This is episode nine. Cannot believe we are about two and a half weeks, maybe even actually a week and a half from the end of the season before we head into the Pettit Cup playoffs. So this has been an awesome summer so far. Thank you for allowing me to be your host for all of these awesome interviews. Don't miss any of the action all season long as fans can watch every Coastal Plain League game for free on all devices at cplbaseball.com or stream via Roku, Apple TV, Android TV, or Amazon Fire. So let's go ahead and get right into today's uh, conversation with Clint Fagan. He umpired in the major leagues from 2011 to 2016, and he is the current umpire supervisor for the CPL and MILB umpire development, that partnership that our league and the minor league baseball system has in order to help umpires go from the CPL to the minor leagues and then hopefully the majors. So that's an awesome partnership that the CPL is a part of. And I was able to have about a 40-minute chat uh, with Clint Clint Fagan, uh, who is the one uh, heading that, or he's supervising the CPL umpires. So let's go ahead and take a listen to that interview. Well, Clint, uh, let's let's talk about your background for a little bit, uh, how you got into umpiring, and what led you to tackle such a career. When I was 14 years old, I uh, my dad actually umpired at the local little league, and he and he said, if you want to earn a couple extra bucks, come in and and help. Um, you know, umpire some t-ball games, umpire some maybe some machine pitch games. So that's what I did, and I did that all through high school. And um, it was my part-time job uh, to have a little extra cash on the side and and kind of earn my earn my way. And once I graduated from, I played too, so I played. And then once I graduated from high school, I went to the University of Houston. Um, I continued to umpire um, throughout uh, my college studies. Uh, getting my bachelor's degree, and um, I, it was just a great way to make part-time money. I just I, I, I was able to pay my tuition. I didn't have to take any student loans. Um, I worked a lot of games, but but I um, I didn't have to do anything like that. I paid my room and board. So after I graduated from the University of Houston, I attended a a a weekend clinic, like an umpire clinic for guys that were looking to go into college in umpire college baseball, and I had. I, I, I kind of wanted to go that route. I was like, I, I thought that would be pretty cool. And I met Eddie Hickox and David Rackley. They were major league umpires. And um, and they had told me about umpire school. And I go, what's umpire school? And I uh, they kind of explained the process of, you know, there's an umpire school from February 2nd. I'm sorry, January 2nd, usually to February 7th, every year down in Daytona, Daytona Beach, Florida. And so I kind of uh, I kind of chatted with my dad about it. I said, Hey, what do you think about this? And he said, I think he said, go, man, it's, it's, you're young. You, you never want to pass up the opportunity. And I really went to umpire school to learn how to umpire. Um, that's really my, what I really went to umpire school for. And I was fortunate, uh, to get, when I went to umpire school, um, to be one of the guys or umpires to be, to go on to what they call the advanced course. Um, there was about 200 students my year. And they took the top 25 students and they sent them to the advanced course. Now, at the same time, there was the Jim, um, uh, Jim Evans Academy, Umpire Academy, and they sent their top 25 students to the advanced course. So there's 50 of us umpires there at the advanced course in Cocoa Beach, Florida. And during 10-day stint, um, you are evaluated. And if you do well enough, you're given a contract into professional baseball. So 
um, during that stint, um, I did well enough to get to earn myself a contract in professional baseball. And then once I went to professional baseball, I went to the Pioneer League my first year. Um, I had an older partner actually. He was he was actually been in the game already a year, and he taught me a ton. Guy by the name of Wes Ballon. Never forget Wes. Um, and, and you really, you really never forget any of your partners throughout the years. I mean, the guys you work with, uh, you're always, you always stay in touch with them, the, the lifelong friends. And, um, I worked the championship, uh, series in the pioneer league, uh, with Wes and that was a blast. And then I ended up going to the Midwest league. Uh, then I went to the Florida state league, uh, going uh, through my minor league career and spent a couple of years in the Florida state league, really I really, I think I look back at my career. I really saw like the Florida state league was really when I started to dig in deep into my craft and really learn the profession. And I spent two years there, which was good for me because I thought I might've gotten there a little bit too quickly. Um, and, and I really kind of, kind of pulled me, pulled me back a little bit and kind of learned the game went from there. I actually got to go after there. I actually got to go to the Hawaii league, which there is a Hawaii, but it used to be a Hawaii league. Uh, it was really cool. Yeah, we played on all different islands. I got to do that for about three months. Then I went to the Texas League, and during the Texas League, my time in the Texas League, I what I did was I actually was I worked winter ball down in Venezuela and down in Colombia, and I learned how to I learned how to do situational management. Um, I learned really fast how to uh, work in a in a higher level type of environment multiple umpire system three and the four man umpire system. So I learned those concepts. And from, from, from the Texas league, double a, uh, I got promoted to triple a, I went to the Arizona fall league was granted a, um, a invite to major league spring training. And this is kind of the, this is the process every umpire goes through and you go and you go to major league spring training and then a major league spring training, you really just like a ball player, you're trying to earn a spot on the team. You know, you're trying to earn a spot on that 25-man roster as a as an umpire. It's the exact same exact same course. You're trying to earn a, a big league number. So when there is a spot in the major in the major league level, if an umpire is sick or hurt on vacation, whatever, they call you and you get to go up to the major leagues. And I was after my second big league spring training, um, I was given a, a, a number, and uh, the next following year. I was uh, I was called up to the major leagues, and so and I was fortunate to work. Um, I worked 522 games on the major league level, so I was I was very blessed um, to to do that. When when really I, when I if I look back at it, I had a partner always tell me, "Hey, don't over don't ever kind of discount where you're going. Kind of look at where you came from." And you, if I look back when I was just a kid going to umpire school that I didn't even know existed. I never thought that in a million years I'd ever work make it to the major leagues, um, and I and I thank every partner I had along the way. I thank all and, uh, my supervisors and evaluators that helped me along the way. Um, just a kid who kid who was just making money on the side just to pay for college books. Um, I was able to step on the field, so um, it was a it was definitely a dream dream come true. And just recently, uh, one of my um, classmates, Chad Whitson, give a shout out to Chad. Uh, he, uh, he, he made it to the major league level. Uh, couldn't have it to a, a better guy. Um, phenomenal umpire, great family man. And, uh, it's really cool. And it's, sometimes it's about timing too. You know, sometimes it's just sometimes getting those full-time gigs. It's like, it's timing. So, but it's, uh, but it's, uh, but it's definitely, if you, if, 
umpires now that are in the system just keep grinding it out it's definitely worth it those hot days in the sun sometimes you look back you'll say it's all worth it if you ever make it to the big leagues so you know i keep forgetting that at lower levels there really is only two umpires i know the cpl games there's two umpires maybe for the playoffs i think maybe they add a third uh but i wasn't even thinking about the other you know single a double a triple a adding those and just having to learn a whole new different type of you know how you rotate so with that in mind, what were some of your early struggles and even triumphs as you were coming up as a young empire? Uh, that's a great question. Um, probably one of the – I'll start with my struggles and then I'll end with a with a positive note on <laughs> some of the things that I did well, um, which are very few and far between. But uh, some of the struggles I, I, I thought um, – one is that your professional baseball is different than any other realm of baseball. There's a there's a professionalism to your job on and off the field, and when you go into a city, even if it's a minor league city, um, maybe a smaller town, or so, you you are noticed, you are recognized, you are recognized, and, and people know you. So, as a young adult, you learn to grow up pretty quick um, because. First of all, you never want to put your profession in a bad light. You never want to put yourself in a bad light, reputation-wise. You never want to um, do anything dishonor to your family or anything like that. So you really got to make sure off the field, you keep your P's and Q's. You act like a professional in a professional manner. Um, and, and you really embody the profession and what it really means. And we, you know, the, One of the biggest things I, I, I sticks in my mind was one of the first days in umpire school. Uh, Sam Holbrook, who who was one of my mentors, um, he said, you know, umpires are the knights of the integrity of the game that we love so much. And really, that is that's true. You know, everything that you do, you know, can test an umpire's integrity on and off the field. And I know, for example, you know, in, in the NBA arena, there's there's gambling problems with officials and things of that nature. And so that you got to think of it as if you are the umpire, every aspect of your of your of your profession has to be monitored and you've got to keep a close eye on that. Um, secondly, on the field, I would probably say the hardest thing I had to learn was how to adapt and learn in situational management on the field with regards to ejections, how to handle players when they didn't like a pitch or didn't like a play, um, how to handle an irate manager um, and really umpire school and your training does a great job of, you know, you focusing in on trying to handle those type of situations, but the but the biggest thing you learn is through experience. You, you unless until you're actually in the hot water, you, you don't you don't know what it's like, and that's why I tell people until everyone loves to see the umpire throw out a manager. But I tell you what, when you're an umpire and you're in that situation, it is not the best thing. You know, it's not the, it's not a joy ride. Right? It's not a roll. You know, it's 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 a very it's a very, we take it, we, as umpire, professional umpires, we take it with, um, we don't want to throw, we, we're not in the game to eject people. We, we want to keep everyone in the game. And that's the last thing on our minds is, is to actually eject anybody from the game. But sometimes it happens and, it's, and it is a part of the game. Um, and you want to make sure that you handle those situations correctly. You want to make sure you follow proper protocols. Um, and, uh, and those are the things as a young umpire, you really, have to learn quickly. I mean, I think one of the, my, my first ever ejections I had, um, was completely kind of an unjustified ejection. I think he said two words to me. I told him to, to, to stop saying something. I think he said, but, 
and then I ran them, you know? <laughs> so I was, I was very quick with the trigger is what they say, uh, you know, in the umpire world. So, you know, th- so, so, so those are some of the things that I learned very young as a young umpire to, you know, be, learn to be approachable with players, learn to be approachable with managers, on-field staff, um, kind of listen, kind of open up your ears and listen to what they're saying. Uh, cause sometimes, sometimes that might be coming out and they just may be asking, Hey, you know, did you guys try the steak steakhouse down the road? That's a pretty good place to go with a game after eat. And you might think he's coming out for something different. So you got to make sure that you listen to what they're saying and, and try to, and try to diffuse a situation if you can, especially, you know, players play with a lot of emotion and you got to understand that really young, when you're a young umpire. And how sometimes that emotion is not so directly at the umpire. It's basically maybe on his performance. Um, so you have to, you've got to balance the two and it's very hard. And I, to be honest with you, I tell a lot of umpires when you're coming through the system that these skills that you learn while in the game in an umpiring are skills you're going to have the rest of your life. So it's, it's because you can, it's this really good type of dispute resolution type of skills that you're learning that can, that can really help you. So it seems like, you know, people skills is one of the biggest things that you learn and, you know, as you grow and as we mature, I mean, I, gosh, I mean, I'm only 36, but every day I learn something new about how to approach different people because everyone's everyone's different. And it's kind of like, you know, as you mentioned, making sure that you uh, have everything together on and off the field. So you kind of are like a celebrity without all the the fame and, and all the maybe the good stuff that comes with being a celebrity. You're like the one that that gets the memes and that type of thing, so to speak. Uh, never, never even thought about the extent to what your your career extends to outside of the diamond. Uh, so I can, yeah, I can't understand the struggles. I only umpired for one year for a little league, and that's completely different than what you're going through. But it is. It's it's how to diffuse situations and keep a level head. So that's, you know, kudos to you for 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 doing that. Uh so some players talk about never forgetting the moment they got the call to the big leagues in regard to playing. So I assume it's similar, it's a similar experience for an umpire. So what was that first game like for you? Uh, you're, well, you're, there's a lot of firsts in this game, but those, the, your first game you ever step on a big league field um, is, you'll never forget, i never forget that day, June uh, 26, 2010. Um, I was in, I was in Las Vegas at the time, and it was one of the rare occasions after the game I did not go out in Vegas. Um, and I went back to the hotel. Um, I was pretty tired. It was, it was during that, you know, starting to heat up and Vegas can get pretty hot. We had a day game or something. And then it was, it was pretty hot that day. And I just said, you know what, I'm going to crash. I crashed early. And I always, at that time, I always slept with my phone on my chest or right next to me, because in case you ever got a phone call from a big league supervisor, um, you wanted to make sure you answered that phone call because they'll go on to the next guy. If you don't answer it, and I, I fell asleep. I remember in my hotel room with my phone on my chest. And at 6 a.m. in the morning, uh, Larry Young, who is the uh, at the time was the AAA uh, umpire coordinator for all the call-ups, and he called me and said, "Hey, we need you in Seattle, and uh, for a seven o'clock start tonight." I, he said, "I already got a ticket booked for you on Southwest. Go grab your bag at the ballpark and and head that way." I called my wife. She was able to get a last-second flight from Houston where I live to Seattle and she was able to come to my first ever major league game. Um, and that was, it was, 
it was it was pretty. I, I, I was I was I, you know you're in the hotel room before the game. And I was like, you know what, maybe I should get a couple wing, you know, a couple more extra wings of sleep just to make sure I'm energized before the game. But I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. But I couldn't take a nap at that time. So went to the ballpark. I worked third base between the Atlanta Braves and the Seattle Mariners. Um, Seattle will always have a special place in my heart because that was my first ever game. Yeah. So your first game you know, in MLB career history. And then, you know, your wife was able to be there uh, to watch you in all your glory. So that's, that's awesome. But what were some of your other memorable moments in umpiring aside from your first game? I can only imagine, like you said, there's, there's a bunch of firsts. So was there another one that you kind of wanted to give us a, a little sneak peek of? Yeah, I think, I think the first time I ever worked in Yankee stadium, I, I, um, that was, that was a really special, um, my, my, entire family got to come up and they, and Yankee and the Yankees played the Red Sox. So, you know, there's that rivalry there. Um, and my first ever plate job, I worked in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So that was, that was very, that was very special, um, to, to work my first plate, um, ever. Um, I got, I, I was fortunate to work with everyone on staff and I worked, I don't know if too many people know this, but, and it's gotta be, this has gotta be a record, but I'm the only umpire. I think I, I haven't found one yet. Who's worked in every triple a ballpark has worked the triple and has worked the plate in every triple a ballpark Pacific and international and has worked the plate in every major league ballpark and have worked every position in every major league ballpark. I've been to all 30 ballparks, 32 ballparks. Sorry. 30. How many teams? 32. Yeah. 32 <laughs> yeah. teams. What, whatever. So, you were, you've been to all of them. Yeah. Numbers just I've been a number. to all of them. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I, uh, I was, uh, I don't know if that's, that's gotta be a record. I, I don't know. I, I gotta look it up. You know, get, baseball's a game of numbers. So it's, someone's got out there had had to beat it. But, but I think some of those first, those special firsts were, um, you know, working with some, some amazing umpires that I grew up. Like I just had a ton of respect for Tim McClellan, Teddy Barrett. Um, just some guys that I went to, when I went to umpire school, Grave Gibson. Um, I worked with, uh, Sammy Holbrook. I got to work with Polly Nard. I got to work with some guys that taught me Eddie Hickox. I mean, I mean, everyone on staff, I mean, it was truly just a joy to work with, but you know, some of those guys that have kind of taught you and helped you along your way when you get to work with them. Um, just, those are, those are some real special moments because, you know, and, and, and it's special for them too, because they see how far you've come and, and, and they want you to do the best that you can and, and, and have fun at the job. I'll tell you what, if you don't have fun at this job, it's, it's, it's yeah, time to go home. So if you're not having any fun. Yeah. If you can't have fun at your job, then yeah, you need to find another job. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> but I'm actually going to look up that, that record as well. And if, if I find, you know, that somebody else has that or has beaten that, uh, we'll just mom's the word, you know, we'll just keep <laughs> it as go. it is. Right? <laughs> we'll just keep we'll it as keep it, it is. It'll be between you and I, that'll work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so what drew you to work with uh, minor league baseball, your, the umpire development, and now the CPL following your career as a major league umpire. I retired. I came off the field and I took a job. So when I took a job, I, I, I took a job with an insurance company. Um, and I, uh, and that was kind of like my other job. I was, that was always my off season job really. And I kind of, I kind of had two careers going at the same time. And, but I, my heart was always in the game. I always felt my heart was in the game still. It never really left it. And, um, Dusty Dillinger, who was my observer when I was in double A uh, and, ev- and evaluated and taught me, he called me up and said, hey, there is a position that was open 
for a part-time supervisor that basically did our rookie ball level umpires. And that is the Gulf Coast and Arizona League. And um, those two leagues are – when you come in to the – when you come into professional baseball, you sign that first contract, every umpire goes to that league. Um, and you go through that league before you ever get out, before you ever advance to to single A, double A, triple A. So, so it's been a while since I, I, I had – into the rookie ball classification and and i told dusty yep I'll, I'll i'll accept the assignment i'll i'll i would love to come and work and 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 and, and teach some young umpires i had to go back and study the two umpire system because i hadn't worked the two umpire system in, in quite some time but i really and bottom of my heart i love working with the umpires at these at this classification because one they've got a ton of drive two they are green and they want to learn. And three, it's just really fun to see them grow. It just really, it, it just when I, I, the best thing I always said, the next best thing of working a working a uh, uh, a money play job is seeing your partner work a money play job and seeing him do so well. And that's kind of the satisfaction. You know, I love when guys call me up or girls call me up that are umpiring and they say, "Hey, Clint." I you know I worked the state tournament, you know, in Little League, or I worked the the, the regional playoffs in high school baseball. But hey, I just got my first ever Division One baseball game. I just umpired my first Division Three baseball game. Whatever it might be, some, whatever goal that those guys have, I mean, I just gets me fired up, you know, when I hear that those that they're taking the craft seriously, they're taking the trade very seriously, and they're going out, they're doing the work, and they're and they're having success with it. So that's, I mean, umpires just like ball players, you know, we're the same too. You know, we don't. We never want to end a game on a bad call or anything like that. That's that is not our intent. I mean, it's. I mean, you. I've ever very rarely hear anything about an umpire trying to do that. We want to. We want to perform just like as well as the ball players want to perform. So, so, not to get too off topic here, but I think that's kind of what drew me to the, this job. And then the CPL came up this year. So I, I wasn't involved in the CPL last year. This year uh, we had. Um, uh, Larry Reveal, who was also on staff, and he's still on staff with minor league baseball. He's currently part time, teaches at the um, the academy. He uh, he was kind of like the umpire supervisor of the league, and he no longer had that position. And I just found well, talking to Larry last year how valuable this league was with regards to our umpires and development. And I just didn't want to lose that. So when when I talked to Dust, Mr. Dusty Dillinger, my boss. He said, uh, you know, I kind of reached out to him and said, hey, I think there's an opportunity here where, you know, we can still step in. I can still step in. And I work with Jason Bradley as well, who's our another part time um, evaluator, was a triple A umpire. And we can come in and still kind of still develop and grow kind of, you know, these umpires because an umpire in the CPL, if you get if there's a position that opens up in the rookie, the rookie ball classification during the season, we pull straight from this league. So those umpires are pulled straight from the CPL. So that's why I'm here really, uh, one, to make – I want I want this league to succeed on all, on all accounts. But secondly, I do have my own personal interest in making sure my umpires are developing the way they should be. So when they're called upon, I can call them and we can promote them into professional baseball and they're ready to go. For the 10th straight season, the Coastal Plain League has partnered up with Baseball America to bring you the Coastal Plain League Corner. 
During each issue of Baseball America this summer, fans can now keep up to date on some of the key headlines this CPL season has to offer through the CPL Corner. Don't have Baseball America? Then you're missing out. For a special CPL discount, please visit the league website at www.coastalplane.com and click on one of the Baseball America banners to sign up. For the most information on baseball, be sure to visit Baseball America on the web at www.baseballamerica.com. Well, yeah, and you had mentioned uh, one, I think before we even started recording uh, recently, uh, the first uh, first female, I think, uh, to umpire in the CPL, correct? Yes, yes, yeah, that's uh, Greta. She's uh, Greta Lang Henry. She is uh, the first female umpire in the Coastal Plains League. How excited was she and then obviously you with being a, a part of that? I mean, this is a, this is a huge thing, uh, I think, for just the sport because everybody's like, oh, you know, girls play softball. They're not involved with baseball on any level, and there's nothing can be further from the truth. So this is a huge victory for, for the sport. What what was the excitement like for both of you? Well, I th- yeah, uh, I think Greta's Greta. I, I wasn't here for her official first game, but I just got done evaluating her on the on the. Uh, she worked the bases last night in Forest City, and she worked the plate last night, today in a day game in, in Gastonia. And it's the, she, she told me that she was nervous, you know, and uh, nervous, and and I and I told Greta, I said, yeah, I, I mean th- that's totally normal it's normal and it doesn't matter if you're a man or a female you know what you're an umpire and if you have that nervous energy that's a good thing to have because it means one you care because you want to do a good job and two it's mentally preparing yourself to go out and perform just like a ball player and i think it's good to have a little bit of nerves and butterflies sometimes you know before you step on stage because that kind of that prepares you it starts to get you mentally sharp sharp when it comes to do your job. And, and I, have been on, on both fronts where, you know, it's hard to flip the switch and just, you show up to the ballpark, flip the switch and you're, and you, and you can, you're ready to go. You kind of got to do with this little mental preparation and you got to make sure that, Hey, I'm getting ready to work tonight and, and those kind of things. So it's, 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 it's healthy. It's, it's very healthy. Um, but on the other hand too, uh, you know, women in, in baseball, that's, that's, that's one of the big things that, that's, uh, that, that I hope, expands i think i for example greta's a very intelligent person you know she's she she's never umpired before in her life uh before she went to umpire school and i have just seen so many leaps and bounds that she has in in her development from the first day uh of umpire school which i wasn't present but from what i heard to now is astronomical um with regards to just the development and 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 highly intelligent. And I think we should have more women in baseball. I really do. Um, it provides a, a different mix to the game. You know, it's not so much the good old boys, you know, system anymore. Um, and, and it's, and it's great for the game. And I know the NFL has had an NFL official that just recently worked the playoffs. Uh, I know there's a couple hockey women officials that I've known some NBA officials that are women. Um, and I think you can tell that the times are changing that, that, you know what we've, you know, I've always said, you know, you've got to evolve. You got to, you got to change, change with the times. And I think it's very good. It's a very positive direction um, for our game. And I, and when it comes to having more, we have two currently, we have two current, uh, female officials, umpires in the minor leagues, um, both at the oh, single class, single A classification in the South Atlantic League and the Midwest League. So, so we have two right now in, in the system. Um, and they're doing a good job. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things where we want to, uh, we want always kind of encourage that, 
And I think it's, um, I think it's, a, I think it's a, I don't think it's a good thing. I think it's a, a phenomenal thing for our game to have more women involved, more women involved, especially umpiring. And that's the tough thing is that, you know, a lot of women, I don't think maybe have been exposed to it to be quite honest with you. But the question is why not, you know, why, why haven't we, you know, why not, you know, we, we should, we should be, we should be pushing it more. Well, and it's one of those things where if you love the sport and you know the sport and you're intelligent to keep your cool or make the calls and, and leave all the distractions out, then you should be able to umpire. And it's not, it's no longer such a thing as, okay, can you, can you handle being lambasted by players or can you handle, you know, this or that, or just, you know, the, the passion of it all, it's, it's not a matter of that type of ability. It's a matter of, can you call a good game? Can you keep the game focused on what the game actually is and not allow everything else to, to come on top of you? So if you can do that, it doesn't matter, you know, male or female, as you said, uh, we should push for that more and create opportunities, which it seems like the CPL is a huge part of creating opportunities uh, for female umpires. And, and I think it's great. I think it's great for the sport. I think it says a lot as not only you know, people who love sports in general, but just as uh, humanity. And, and we're evolving forward and the game is changing. Things are changing and we need to, to change with it. So that's awesome. So what is the opportunity to work in the CPL? As you said, this is your first year. What does this do for the umpires, you know, other than giving them some extra opportunities or extra practice at calling games at, at a level that's that's not as intense as a major leagues, but at the same time, it kind of is because you've got you've got a lot of great talent in the CPL uh, and, and even minor league ball teams. So what what do you think the opportunity for umpires in CPL, how, how does this help them? Yeah, that's that's another very good good question. And, and I, I'm going to answer – with going back to the advanced school or advanced course, the advanced course, once you, so when you do your exit interviews from the advanced course, you're either told three things, one, one of three things, you're going into professional baseball, you're going to the coastal plains league, or we have you on the reserve list. And I've, I, I've almost seen it where umpires that start here in the coastal plains league. And then we have a promotion and they work here for four weeks and they go into the Gulf Coast or Arizona League, those rookie ball classifications I was talking about earlier, they're almost prepared more than the guy who got the contract originally because they're seeing a high level of play. And if you look, I mean, I mean, it's this is as close as I'm going to say you can get really to, 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 a, to a rookie ball classification for our umpires to prepare. I mean, you look at some of these players, you know, they're, they're, from, they're from Division I schools, there and and not only I mean Division One programs that are very very good programs and they're developing some excellent ball players and the and the speed of the game and the pitching and the, and 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 the hitting and, and and the way the plays develop those are the things that I'm looking at my umpires to 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 develop their skills with regards to hey how is this umpire going to perform at the next level and really the C- Coastal Plains League part this partnership has benefited us on the minor league side so much because this is one of the closest resemblance to a professional ball game that we're going to get. And it, you have the stadiums, you have the crowds, you have general managers, you have the on-field managers, you have really a sense of what it's going to be like in a minor league ballpark. And I know there's a lot of other very, very, very good uh, summer college leagues, Cape Cod league. Um, I actually 
help assign a summer collegiate league in the Houston area for 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 players that are that are wanting to come back home in Texas and, and stay local and play. But to be quite honest with you, if you're a ball player too and you're looking to get drafted and you're making the bus trips just like these players are, I mean, it's very similar to to a minor league environment you're you know you're having to take bus trips here bus trips there you know you're playing at home in front of a big crowd sometimes you have a kids day like we did today you know where they play spongebob about 16 times you know so it's <laughs> it's one of those it's i mean it's very it's very very similar and um and, and everyone's learning too in the coastal plains league you know you have young general managers you have young managers you have young umpires um and if anything i can do because you know, experience-wise, there's no substitute for experience, and that's kind of how we learn. And and then a lot of the times, you have to implement that into into the game and for our umpires. So, but I think uh, I think that's what's kind of what the Coastal Plains League has meant. It's it's been a Justin Sellers has been an excellent advocate for us, and at the same time too, I want to make sure that I'm always advocating for the CPL because I think what he's done and what the league has done and everyone who's involved has been. Has been. I, I was. I was kind of blown away. To be honest with you, when I first got to this league, I, I thought maybe it was more of like a college summer league. You know, maybe, you know, because that's kind of you know. But it's completely opposite than anything that I ever. It was. It's been professional to the max, and I've really enjoyed my time uh, here and and meeting the great people in this league. It's. It's been. It's been awesome. Well, Clint, I'm going to ask you. You know. One more question. It's kind of a general thing uh, before we wrap things up here, and I'll let you get going. Was there anything else that you wanted to share about an experience or encouragement for maybe those out there that are really thinking about becoming an umpire, like they can't get it off their brain, uh, maybe a, a, a track that they can take or just some encouragement or anything else that didn't ask you? Uh, the mic is yours as we wrap things up. Sure. I uh, I, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity uh, to plug um, the – uh, the minor league uh, baseball academy, Wendelstead Umpire School as well, uh, two fine institutions to get uh, top-notch training if you ever want to become a professional umpire. But here's the caveat to that, and the caveat is is that I've noticed even on the Division One level of baseball, a lot of Division One umpires are ex-professional umpires um, or have had some type of training, uh, like so, like professional training. And there's, there's no, when I went to umpire school, I really actually went to umpire school just to learn. I wanted to learn the proper way on how to do the job. And I never got that. And the closest I got to it was that camp that was being instructed by, by Eddie Hickox and David Rackley. So that was the kind of, and I wanted more of that. And if, and if, if someone's out there listening and they are really thinking about, man, should I, should I, should I, Go to umpire school. Should I not go to umpire school? It's a school. You have to pay tuition. Um, there's opportunities for scholarships as well, um, and things that, and, and, and for, to help with that and to sub, uh, kind of substitute the cost. But it is uh, by far. If I had to go back and do it again, I would because it was the best, it was the most fun I've ever had in five weeks. You're learning baseball. You're you're around umpires talking baseball all the time. You know you're on the close to the beach, so that was kind of cool. I never <laughs> I never been up away from home, um, you know. And at the same time, I I loved the guys that I went to umpire school with. I mean, I think half of them were in my wedding. So it's just it's kind of it's kind of that fraternal bond that you have with with those students that when you go to school with, you'll never lose. Um, and it's just a, it is, it's from January 2nd, usually to like February 7th, every year 
Um, it'll go, uh, this year, the past years, and it'll continue to keep going. Um, and it's one of those things that if you really are uh, 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 want to learn the job right, way to do it. And and if you're looking to even kind of go further on into the uh, into the into some higher classification of baseball, whether it be college or even professional, this is the route to do it. It's the, there's the, the instructors there are absolutely amazing. You learn the rules inside out. It is a, it is definitely a, um, a, a route that I would, I would highly suggest doing If, if you don't do it now, you'll regret it five years down the road. You would want to do it. Well, Clint, I appreciate that, man, and um, thanks for sharing just about your your journey and how you're involved with the Coastal Plain League and the uh, MILB umpire development. We appreciate all your hard work in helping the umpires in the CPL uh, make it to the next level and even further. So it's an awesome partnership uh, that the CPL and the MILB umpire development uh, program has together. So uh, we appreciate your hard work, and uh, thanks for coming on the show and uh, just chatting with us a little bit. Absolutely. You know, I appreciate your time. And, uh, and if there's anything I can ever do to help you guys out, just let me know. I'd be more than willing. Now, that was a very fun interview that I had with Clint Fagan, uh, who is supervising the CPL in the minor league baseball umpire development, being able to see his uh, journey from 14 years old when he uh, got interested in umpiring and then went through the academy and then actually was in the major leagues from 2011 to 2016. And now he's supervising the CPL in the MILB umpire development partnership. So it was awesome seeing that. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation just as much as I did. If you see the umpires out during the game, be encouraging. You could call them out on a bad call every now and then. No big deal. Keeps them sharp. But we all make mistakes. So be kind and let them do their job. We wouldn't have a game without them. Make sure every Monday you listen to Around the CPL, hosted by Aaron Summers, released on all of our social media and CoastalPlane.com. Do you want the latest news and updates on the Coastal Plain League, its teams, and players? If so, please visit the league website at CoastalPlane.com. Also, be sure to friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash Coastal Plain League and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at CPL Baseball. Talk to you next week. I'm out. 